Hello, my name is Charlotte, and welcome to my podcast called Death Farm. Bennett Miller's died in 1920. He lived on a farm far from the city and is going back to hunt the new owners, Kylie Brenners. I drive down the old gravel road, listening to it crumble and crack. I'm surrounded by long fields that look like they go on forever. I slowly drive toward a small old farmhouse. Reddish brown paint is peeling off to reveal the mucky rotting wood underneath. The grass is a dusty gray and is filled with patches of dry, crumbly dirt. I stepped out of my car and onto the dirt path leading to the rotting barn door. As I reached out to open the door, it instantly crashed down, leaving a trail of dust. The door revealed the dusty stained walls with blue flower paint wallpaper peeling off. The smell inside the barn gave me flashbacks of my grandmother's funeral and her strong perfume that filled the air. I think I will avoid going into that sickening barn for a while, I say in my head. As I turn to go check out the fields, I heard footsteps stomping down the stairs. I swiftly turned, shaking with fear, peering inside the barn, searching for anyone or anything. Hello? I say. No one replies. I turned and walked toward the chicken coop, leaving the dreadful barn behind. As I walk along the dirt path, I start to smell the most dreadful smell there possibly is on this earth. It smells like cow dung and burning flesh the closer I walk toward the chicken coop. My stomach feels as if it has been turned upside down and shook like a baby rattle. I open the mini red door of the chicken coop, hold my nose, and look inside. About ten pure white chickens are laying dead on the hay floor. I scream as loud as possible and run, stumbling on the clumps of dirt and rock. I struggle to open the door of my car, when finally I do. I sit down and lock the door. My head falls to rest on the steering wheel. Feeble tears come plummeting down my face. I take some deep breaths as the movie checks start to arrive. I stepped over the fallen barn door with a couple of boxes in my hands. I lay them down next to that ugly peeling wallpaper. I take one last look at the faded stained blue flowers before tearing them off the walls. There was nothing more satisfying than that. Behind that disgusting wallpaper was a name scratched in the wood. Bent. Out of nowhere, spiders and cockroaches started climbing out of every hole and crack. I run upstairs as fast as I can, trying to see if there is any spiders or cockroaches on me. I stumbled in the middle of the stairway, nearly, nearly falling backwards. But I catch myself on the splintering, muddy brown railing. But now, the spiders are climbing out of out of it and onto my hands. I scream while shaking them off and running up the stairs. I run into the nearest room, shut the door, and lock it. I sit there, leaning up against the door for hours, listening 
to the bugs climb and crawl just outside, and finally, it goes silent. I take a long breath and open the door. There are no spiders or cockroaches. Everything is back to normal. A couple days later, the house was all set up. I sit next to the fire watching the flames run around like children. Suddenly, I hear the door lock and an open window slams shut. My heart starts racing when I hear somebody walking on my kitchen's marble floor. I slowly get up from the couch and creep toward the kitchen. Smash! Bam! Plates fly at the kitchen walls. Knives fly through the air along with forks and spoons. I stand straight up against the wall where just in the other room all that chaos is happening. I take another step closer to the kitchen and a plate flies like a frisbee across the room. I take a few deep breaths and take my final step into the kitchen. Standing across the room is a transparent boy looking to be about 17 years old or maybe younger. He gl glows a bright blue like the clouds in the sky. He's a ghost. He smells like fresh blueberries and cream pie, the kind my mother used to make. A plate smashes against the wall, almost hitting me. I fall on to my knees, hiding behind the table. Cupboards and open, and my grandmother's glass plates fly out, smashing on the floor. Enough! I yell, jumping to my feet. He freezes, and the whole house goes dead silent. The only thing I could hear were the chickens balking from outside. The sandy yellow light flickers as I stare into the, his hologram blue eyes. He stares back. My heart races a million times faster. The cupboards open and close. The cupboards close and forks and knives returned to their proper places. It's only then that I noticed he was the one who made the bugs come out of the wall and he planted the dead chickens. Then I stand there. But the chickens are alive. Did he receive, revive them? I asked myself, thinking a million times faster than normal. I looked back to where the boy once stood. He was, he had suddenly vanished. There was no evidence that this ghost was ever here except for my memories. I lay on the couch thinking, hoping it was all a dream. I, that I had never bought this old broken down farm, that I had never seen a ghost because ghosts aren't real. Ghosts aren't real. Ghosts aren't real. I kept telling myself that trying to fall asleep. I stayed up for nearly entire night and finally my eyes flickered shut. I wake up in the morning, the sun shining in my eyes, the fire gone cold. I take a deep breath, breathing in the dusty gray air. I sit on a chair in the kitchen, staring out the window. Broken plates still lie on the ground like dead bodies. A million thoughts race through my mind, when suddenly I remembered how the chickens magically came back to life. I raced out the door to the chicken coop, grabbed the basket, that sits just outside it and race inside where all the hens are sitting like children in a classroom. Lucky for me, they already have laid some eggs. I fit as much of them as possible into my wooden basket and go back inside where I make myself some breakfast. The fresh eggs tasted like
the smell of a million sunflowers on a warm summer day. The day went fine until about seven o'clock when I heard footsteps coming from upstairs. I quickly get up, got up to see if there was anyone there. Nobody. I walked upstairs into my room where I passed out on the bed. When I woke up, the lights were dim. The walls were freshly painted with a very light blue, and in very big letters, Kylie was written on the wall. They walk I walked downstairs, and the house started to look brand new. With the light yellow walls and the dim lights, there was a chandelier hanging in the living room, and the fire was roaring. There's a new couch, and it's one of those ex nice expensive ones. I walk into the kitchen, and in the exact same spot is that exact same boy, glowing that impressive blue. In the star, like the stars in the night. The broken plates magically float up, and in a bright flash, they mend back together. The cupboards open, and the plates fly in one on top of the other. I focus my eyes back on the boy, and only then do I notice he's wearing a suit. Did he do all this, I say in my head, a million, as a million other thoughts race through it. He snaps his fingers, and all of a sudden, I'm wearing a dress. It's purple with lace and flowers that start at the bottom and slowly disappear as the dress goes on. He walked over to me and, my hand, and took my hands, saying, asking me if I wanted to dance. I slowly shook my head here, yes, and sure if I should or not. What would it feel what would it feel like to dance with a ghost, I wondered. Would he float through me? We danced all night as I fell in love for the very first time with a ghost. His name was Bennett Bennett Millers. At dawn, when the sun is, is just rising over the long fields, he let go of my hands and faded away. I'll be back, he whispered in my ear just before he faded completely. I walked around my house admiring the freshly painted walls and all the paintings, but one painting caught my eye. It was black and white, and it was a picture of this exact same farm. It was a very old picture and was ripped and some of the faces were scribbled on. In the painting, a young boy was standing outside this very farm with a shovel in his hand. I stared at the painting for hours on end, trying to figure out who this boy might be when it hit me. The boy was Bennett. At night, I drove to the old graveyard that no one used anymore. It had been around for over a hundred years and people stopped coming and caring for it because it was so old they forgot about it and the people that were buried there as i walked along the graves i noticed the fallen tombstones and the overground grass that still turned gray finally i come to a stop at bennett miller's grave it's cracked along the top and was halfway sunken into the ground Moss and leaves scattered around it. 
So I really kind of fell in love with a dead man, I whispered to myself. This, his grave, reads Bennett Miller's, 19, uh, 1900 to 1920. I put my fingers to the numbers on the tombstone, 1900 to 1920. I sit there for a while, staring, thinking. He'd look, he only looked 17, but he's really 20. <laughs> well, 120. Then I drive back to the barn. I stepped inside and f instantly felt the warmth of Bennett's presence. He sits next to the fire, staring into its orangey-red flames. He has his hands on his knees and his forehead is scrunched up as he is obviously thinking a thousand thoughts. I sit next to him and lay on my my head and lay my head on his shoulder. It feels as if I'm laying on a warm cloud. He wraps his arms around me and it feels as if a fire has set off behind me and the hot air from the flames has wrapped around me like a blanket. How did you die? I say. Bennett takes a long sigh and stares into fire. It was an accident, you see. The horses, the, they, they got loose and, and out of control. It just happened. I just, I just happened to be in the way, Bennett says in an overwhelming voice. I squeeze his hand. And I squeeze his hand that's hanging over my shoulder. And in a blink of an eye, he fades away. I wait months for his return, but he never appeared. We never got to dance one last time, I whispered to myself, repeatedly staring into the fire, rocking back and forth in the rocking chair that came with the house. The only piece of furniture that Bennett didn't replace. Black mascara surrounds my eyes and stains my cheeks as more tears slowly drip down them. I peered over the wall with a picture of the little boy on it. I get up and grab scissors from the kitchen and cut out the little boy from the photo. I hold it close to my heart and then shove it in my pocket. I drive into town, it taking me at least five hours to get there. I pick up some gardening supplies and lots of white roses. The kind my mother used to buy that smells like fresh bread and sweet honey. Then I hop in my car and drive to the cemetery. The night air blows firmly against my cheeks, making them even redder. I find Bennett's grave and start cleaning it up. I plant flowers and cut the grass, clean up the leaves, and pull the tombstone up straight. At dawn, I pull out some pictures from my pocket. I pull out the picture from my pocket, kiss it one more time, and place it next to the grave. I sit there for a moment as tears fall down my cheeks. I'm coming, my love. I say to myself, wiping tears off my rosy red cheeks. I s when I got back to the farm, I let the chickens loose and lazily fell in onto the couch inside and stared and stare into the flames as tears rush down my cheeks. I don't make a sound and just listen. Then, 
I get up, walk into the kitchen, and a million memories flash through my head. Bennett flashes through my head. I slam open the cupboards and grab my mother's glass plates that had once been smashed into a million pieces and magically mended back together. I start smashing them against the walls. Once I started, I didn't want to stop. Finally, I collapsed into the, into the kitchen floor in a puddle of tears. I drive to my favorite hiking trail where you can see the oceans from high cliffs. I look down at the ocean off one of the same platforms, straight down, rocks as sharp as diamonds. The dark ocean water crashes against them every few seconds. I climbed the rails and jumped. This is where my story ends. I take my life to be with my love. I've done a lot of things on this earth. And of all my experiences, I could tell you, there's nothing better than falling in love with a ghost. Especially this one.